Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Once again, I'm Bradley and I've gone straight into it. I'm joined by Stu. And the reason I've gone straight into it this week, there's a lot to unpack. Um, and something I want us to start doing is whenever we start, we seem to have gone into this thing where we go, how you doing? And like we go, yeah, all good. Oh, you know, things are going fairly well. Um, we're going to start being a bit more honest. So, listen, I'm not great this week. Loads of crap's gone on, and I'll tell you about some of it at the end. Uh, it's, um, there is trigger warnings, and we will, or content warnings, we'll give you that when it's going. But, Stu, how are you? Yeah, I mean, not brilliant at the moment. So, you know, there's a lot of, of stressors going on, and it's it's really difficult when you've got them going on. You, you know that there's loads of other things that make you uh, happy. Um because this isn't depression it's the, the you know there are there are bad things happening and that's not to minimize depression it's just that they're distinct from one another yeah um so it's it's i'm not depressed because it's i yeah one of the main things that characterizes not being depressed is i still enjoy and look forward and can't wait for things like playing games um and going out at the weekend you know uh going you know going out into the country and stuff so i've got all these things to look forward to but the, the blocker is pretty much capitalism <laughs> it's like typically it's like yeah. oh you know the ideal thing for me to do now would be you know do the podcast which I enjoy and then go out and have fun for a bit you know go for a walk get some fresh air buy a coffee sit in the park um, all that sort of stuff come back edit the podcast then watch some TV none of those things I'm able to do because of capitalism until you know my shift is over and you know that so yeah I'm not depressed but there are a lot of stresses work is one not that work is particularly bad but it's just very full on at the moment and with all the things in my personal life going on that are going on uh it's making it a bit of a challenge yeah and it's one of those i want to be on a hawaiian island kind of days oh, i don't know about hawaii there's too many people around oh well, there is that uh, yeah. where's the tom hanks one that island will do yeah somewhere in the pacific the castaway yeah that one. was a good one yeah yeah, yeah. uh I even like i'll get rid of the, the volleyball i don't even want a volleyball just on my own <laughs> uh, but yeah we'll talk about the like the personal stuff other times it's uh but yeah we, we we i did notice i was listening back to a few intros uh but i noticed we were starting to get into that habit that people do where someone asks how you are you just go yeah i'm all right when even yeah. like we'd been speaking beforehand other times and we realized actually we're not both okay but the idea of this podcast is to bring joy and we're still gonna do that but it's we'll try and be more honest about where we are that week as well because listen it, it we're not always great um, although when you was talking um just to bring a bit of lightheartedness to it before we we segue i'm trying to work out a segue here but we'll get there um is um you said about sort of going to the park and that and there was well it's just a random conversation i had with um Lo, uh the other day where she's got this thing where if I ever look like sad or she thinks or she jokes that I look sad or because I mean, usually I'm deep in thought or my mind's just gone somewhere. She goes, oh, have you someone been bullying you in the playground where you gone to pick Edith up? And she done that. <laughs> and she went, have you been out? And she said, someone bullying you in the playground again. My answer, this is where I don't stop to think. I went, why on earth would I be in a playground? There's no kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be very literal on this answer. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. I went, wait, 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 what I meant was, I'm not taking Edith to school, why would I be in a playground? Not, why would I be in a playground? There's no kids about. Yeah. 
And he's like, privacy of my own home. But I just went, ah, ah, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Uh, but... <laughs> yeah yeah no we we yeah. know we know that there's nothing dodgy uh on that side absolutely <laughs> no i know it's just again it's all the signs are there of like the adhd and stuff the lack of filter i've always had yeah i mean generally uh, but... I, I really like that <laughs> it's, it's generally in life that's a oh, good yeah. thing yeah um, it's, it is, but I say it's the one time it got me in trouble at school when I turned around and told the teacher to fuck off because he, he didn't know what he was talking about, about art. Um, it's when I tried to sort of like get my bullies back at their own game and I got into trouble and I just don't understand. You know, again, I, I still say what would be considered inappropriate things, not to other people, but generally like in conversations with low but a louder voice because you're outside and I think I need to speak louder and it's not appropriate for where we are or who's around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, this this always that. Um, talking of not being appropriate. Yeah, go on. Yeah, they're not very appropriate. Not Ubisoft. Not. Uh, video games are not very appropriate at times. And one of them that's coming out is going to be part of a little bit of discussion. Oh, he's coming out, has come out. Uh, but anyway, uh, video games, Stu. Jesus Christ, that was the worst segue I've done. <laughs> oh, it was started so promisingly. I thought you really were going. So I thought I was, I was sold. Yeah. And then, no, I was sold down the river, mate. You was on a journey. We was on a story. And yeah, it's, it yeah, no payoff whatsoever. No, um, my pockets are empty. So I'm going to start this week because I've got two, you've got one, and it's going to be easier. So... Because it's balanced, otherwise I talk for too long. And we don't want that. <laughs> um, so, listen, first half of this podcast is going to be, we're going to talk about some games, have a bit of fun, and then it gets serious, but we will tell you before that happens. Uh, but anyway, first off, I've been playing Wanted Dead, um, which everyone seemed really excited about. Um all the, I've seen lots of like online on forums and stuff like that. Everyone going, can't wait for this game, can't wait for this game. It looks fantastic. It looks like proper cheesy fantastic. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll give this a go. You know, I, I actually like if everyone's getting really excited, I like like good B tier games and and stuff like that. So if it's a bit EDFE or a bit ah um, oh, binary domain or something like that, give it to me. Yeah, stick that into my veins. Um, from the makers of Ninja Gaiden, uh, Dead or Alive as well, um, or some of them anyway. And it's, you know, uh, it's a, a slasher stroke shootery type game um, set in a future world. You you run a zombie unit or s- s- some gubbins or whatever it is. Um, and it is like there's a, <laughs> there's a major conspiracy and... Whatever, you know, it's I, I just stories gubbins. I, I just yeah I, uh, and I lost interest in the story very early because the uh the the acting is like beyond wooden. Um the the, the story is nonsensical. The, the the characters sound like they recorded different scripts at different times in different parts of the world that you know, maybe one of them done them back in nineteen ninety, the other one done it recently. Um it's just it's all over the place it just doesn't work um, yeah. the gameplay is bad <laughs> um, so the melee <laughs> stuff and the shooty stuff it's just not odds with each other it's as though they don't want to be in the same game but they've been forced to have to um and it's it just doesn't work 
the gameplay does not work in any way, shape or form together at all. And you can't concentrate on just one because you need the other one to help with the other. Like, you need the shooting to help do stuff for the melee. Um, so you can't rely on just one over the other. So you have to do all these bits. Um, and it's got loads of like finishing move type things that rely on both and all that kind of thing. The visuals in the game are dark and dank for the most part, even though they do have splashes of light. Um, it doesn't guide you enough for the sort of game it is. So you end up just like in these arena style levels going, there's something somewhere I need to kill. Don't know where it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, there it is. It's attacking me from there. So right, I will do that. Um, it's very hard to differentiate, like, because you've got a squad with you. Very hard to differentiate who's in your squad and who's enemy um, at a glance. So you have to spend time working that out. Um, it's... It's got a cyberpunkery feel to it, which is to be fair, it looks nice. I will give it the, the thing like visually, it looks nice. It just like it, like the backdrops and everything. It works, um, and yeah, it's um, like they claim it as a love letter to the sixth generation of consoles. Um, like the thing is with a love letter to those 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 jo like, like that era, 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 that era is that, yes, you use a love letter, but then you have to, like, move on from that, and you take influences, and then you build your own thing. And, yeah, everything about this game is bad. Uh, do you want the however, though? Go on, however. I, I, I played it, and I couldn't stop playing it. When I played it, when I, like, wanted to play it, and put it to what it's like, it was like, oh... I've got to force myself to actually play a bit of this. But once I was in, I couldn't put it down. And it's just, I don't know why. I, I don't like it, but I couldn't stop playing it. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No. It's got something, but I just honestly cannot tell you what that something is. Because there's, I can't pick up anything about this game and go, yeah, this is really good, this part, this works. Because everything about it is fundamentally not good. But yeah. I couldn't yeah. help but when I played it, play it. Um, perfect Game Pass game is what I would say. 50 quid? Not a chance. No. God, no. Uh, it looked like a B game from the beginning. Mm. You know, it, it looked like a second which tier is fine. game. Which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. But that determines the price in my book. And, you know, I mean, you know, I always kind of... I, yeah, love I love these kinds of third person action games and tend to buy pretty much all of them. But you know, a lot of them I'll just go, Oh, I'll buy it later when it's cheap and I did that with like um Killer is Dead. Yeah. And Lollipop Chainsaw and Mad World yeah. and you know, a lot of those that are kinda of like this and uh No More Heroes. I actually bought that fairly near the time. But the thing is that some of those had things that you like to pick out of them that were good. Yeah. And it was enough. Oh, Lollipop Chainsaw is a perfect example. I think like the uh, the story in that and the acting and the actual melee combat were brilliant. The other stuff that surrounded that was pretty bad. Yeah, the level design wasn't great. I wasn't a big fan of the combat either. I didn't think it ever quite gelled, but I mean, that's personal yeah. taste. But yeah, no, you're right. It had enough in it to be worthy of a pickup, just not a full price pickup. And a lot of those are the same. I would say No More Heroes is the one that deserves its full price. You know, it's very, very clever and actually busting that genre a little bit. But I mean, after you've done that, it's very difficult to go back yeah. 
and go, oh, we're doing something in this style, and then come up, come to the table with pretty much nothing new and inspired. Yeah. It's like, well, it was new and inspired in 2008. You know, if you'd coming back and not doing anything with it, this new after that, you know, might as well not bother. Yeah. I think Vanquish sets the level as to what that era of game action game should be. That's yes. that's your base level, I think. Now, if you're making a if you're making an homage to that era, that's your base level. Yes, and I think you can do a lot with it. Yeah. You know, I think they they tried. There was big reaches with both that and uh, binary domain. Mm. You know, and uh, they were reaches that that worked. You know, they they got their, they got their goal and. It sounds like this one just hasn't quite got it. Got it. No, but yeah. again, it it doesn't at all. But it does. As I said, sixty quid. I I mean, maybe it's because I got it for nothing that I was I did. I was like, I'm, I'm just playing it. Um, I would have been angry at sixty quid popped down on this. The fifty quid or whatever it was. So let me stop. Fifty pounds. Yeah. Sorry, it's sixty dollars. Uh, fifty quid popped down on this. Game pass. Yeah, not a problem whatsoever. Um, I think you'll get so much fun and it could become a cult classic on something like Game Pass this would have flopped hard in that that generation that sixth generation of consoles this would have flopped hard straight away through word of mouth uh, because it's not worth the money at all and this would have been a tenner in GameStation just three weeks later I reckon sounds like it yeah yeah and but if you can't get to it for free play it it's worth giving a look Right, fair play, yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll segue straight into mine because it's very different, but in a way kind of similar. Uh, And it's the demo of System Shock. Uh, And it's like, on the surface, like there's there's very little connective tissue between those two games. Um, But what you're talking about is a game from another era that's been done in this era uh, in a different way because it's a remake rather than, uh, you know, an homage. But... You know, there are similarities about what you're talking about, what you're trying to grasp, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, just, yeah, to baseline it, I think, like, System Shock is one of those games that has had more influence on games than you can possibly imagine. Um, If you're really into games, you kind of know, but unless you are, it's not the sort of thing that you would be like, oh, yeah, the you know, the influence for this is, is, uh, is System Shock. You'd say, oh, it's... Half-Life 2 or Half-Life 4, you know, it's Quake or it's this or it's that, but very few people would say System Shock. But that Mm. integration of... And, like, I didn't know this because I didn't play it back in the day because I came to PC gaming a few years after this. You know, PC gaming started for me in about 2011, 2012. Um, So it kind of missed the boat on this one. And what they've done is they've tried to make it as faithful to the old game as possible i believe whilst adding some quality of life improvements and someone who's coming into it as never having played the original my feeling is that they don't make enough quality of life improvements um Mm. and it makes me feel like they're probably damned if they do and damned if they don't and it makes me feel their audience is probably the people who bought it originally or wish they'd bought it originally so my I, I, and I'm not criticising the game. I think the game is good, you know? It's just not for me. And the reason for this is because the quality of life stuff that it's missing are things like pacing and, like I was talking about with Dead Space, not introducing quality of life stuff that is really kind of fundamental. So there's no the map isn't good. 
Um, there's there's very few visual indicators of where you're supposed to be going. You're, sp <clears throat> you're supposed to collect loads of stuff and then find and sort what's useful, but unlike every action RPG since then, there's no kind of like highlight around things to say whether they're important or not. Uh, there's no stratification of them when you pick them up. You have to look at every item. The menus are really clunky and difficult to manage and navigate. Um, there's clipping through enemies when they're dead. Uh, the combat has no feedback whatsoever. Um, there are lots and lots and lots of things that just scream whatever year it was released. I can't, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was, what, 2006 or seven or something? Oh, well, uh, I was going to say 97, but so, yeah, can, It could be even older, yeah. I, I'm not even sure. Um, so, yeah, it's not... It doesn't even seem like a remake in spirit where they've, they've advanced things so that you're playing a game and you go, oh, yeah, this is exactly what the old game was like, and then you play the old game and oh, go, oh, oh, no, actually, they've improved it loads. It seems to me, as somebody who's coming fresh to it, that it's still got too much legacy stuff. Um and in a way that I've not heard from people playing Dead Space for the first time, um, I think they've people have gone, you know, oh, there's a couple of things that maybe feel like older, old-fashioned gaming, but most of it feels fresh and you know interesting and you know, new to me kind of a thing. Um, whether that means they've missed the mark or whether they've hit their mark and that mark is just much smaller target and a much smaller demographic, I don't know well enough to know. And mm. as I say fundamentally i think it's it's probably a good game from what i've played in the demo but i would change things radically to make it a game that i would enjoy i think yeah it's um also i find system shock i still can't ever get my head around that system shock is the same series as like the bioshock games and stuff like that i've yeah. never been able to get my head around that yeah uh, because they feel so different um and i did play system shock Back in the day, uh, back in the seventies, I think I played it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I played it as a bald game in nineteen fifty-seven, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> my um, God, I've just looked it up. Yeah, nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. So I was ten years out or more. Oh, so <laughs> I was right. That's incredible. I, I was close when I said ninety-six. Yeah, gee, I had oh, no man. idea it was that old. Okay, there we go. Um, could we play that again? Brad was right. Bloody hell. I know, right? Um, I know. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I played it years ago and I say it's, um, I enjoyed it and I tried, I've got it on my Steam, um, account. I've got like three different versions of it. And I don't, I don't know what they all are. So I've tried playing it again anyway and I struggled to play it again. So I don't think it's one that's aged greatly in terms, like not in terms of content or anything like that, but just in the way it plays. It definitely needs work in a remaster. And it is a bit of a shame to hear that it's maybe not quite up there at the moment. Yeah, I'm not the person to ask. I mean, you know, I've just been going off as if it is, but I could be completely wrong. But um, I, yeah, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing to do, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you've got um, the likes of Dead Space, which is seems to be very, very faithful to the original, but has good mm. quality of life improvements. And another success, Resident Evil Two Remake, which is completely different because it's changed perspective but keeps the spirit of, of the game. Uh, so you can play it as 
a spiritual remake or you can play the original and get a different experience which is a mm. weird thing to keep in your mind um or you can do this which to me seems like it's a complete homage slash remaster of the original with a, a just a touch of quality of life improvements um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know it well. I don't know the original well enough, so I can't really say. But I would say it might, it like me, people might be a little bit off put by it being so dated because I've played Bioshock, you know, I've played all of its antistants, and they they have all the kind of stuff in there that you that you really kind of want from this sort of thing. Yeah, it's so I I I'm with you there, and I think. What a lot of remasters and remakes get wrong, and I think Grand Theft Auto 3 Trilogy Remaster, Definitive, whatever they called it, uh, made the mistake, is you're remastering the wrong parts. You don't. It, graphics are an issue for me. If you can tart them up, great. Uh, when we want remasters of, of older games, like Grand Theft Auto 3 is brilliant, but it's like the aiming has moved on since then. So fix the aiming. That, that's what you need to do in that game. Um, when you're looking at like maybe old 3D platformers, give us camera control and analog movement. Let's let's fix that. That's that's what a remaster is of those games. You keep the visuals as they are because like there's a there's a like if you look at the Spyro games for example, there's a quirkiness to the blocky uh, PS1 visuals. But I don't think it controls as well anymore. So what you do is you go in and you change the controls so they're more modern. Um, you know, there's um, you go back and play various other older games. You just go, this is really good, but the controls aren't that good anymore. Silent Hill is a great example where I don't think the controls quite work for a modern age. Yeah. So they went and decided to upgrade all the graphics. Don't do that because that's what made the game. Upgrade the controls. Um, and that's honestly where so much of the this is better in the past comes from. It's nothing to do with visuals, nothing to do with gameplay. It's the controls. Um, and yeah. they all seem to miss that. And a lot of, uh, like, I'd like to see, um, oh, what is it, Aliens versus Predator? The Which first one? one that done the dual stick? Oh, yeah. Controls. Alien Resurrection. Ali- Was that what the uh, first person shooter? That was the first person shooter on the PS1, yeah. That had the very first dual analog yeah. movement, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, even that, I dare say, has aged not great because that started the revolution, which then got refined. So I would like to see maybe that game redone with the controls updated to, to modern because it would deserve it. Because it started the revolution, it deserves the ability to be part of the outcome of that revolution because uh, i think if you play that now i think it'll feel jilted and weird compared to what we've got um modern driving like old driving games like remaster you know if someone's to send me a gran turismo remaster like a gran turismo would say one to four as a remastered package or something like that um and that still had the original press x to go and b or what else or, or square to uh break that wouldn't work in a racing game. So you'd need to update those controls. And I think that, that that's what they got to start considering for a lot of these older games is, can they add modern control systems to get them working? Yeah, and that, I think it sounds like they've done it perfectly with, with Metroid Prime Remaster. Um, yes. So, you know, that's a look. Yeah, but they stole that, that from, the, uh, from the old uh, 
crime hacks community. Well, I'm not surprised. No, I'm you not know, surprised. It's, uh, that was already that work was already done for them. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, there's a really just going back to Alien Resurrection. There's there's a really good video on it. I can't remember if it was. I think it was Civi. Civi11, who's a really good YouTuber, um, who did it. Mm. I'll find it out and I'll put, I'll link it in the show notes or, you know, in Twitter um, about won't. it. But I've played we it. Won't. <laughs> I will. We never I promise. Do. I promise. I'll remember. We never do. I promise. I will. Um, there's the I play. I've played it within the last few years. Can't remember exactly how many, but within the last five years. Uh, and there's all sorts of problems with because it was new. Uh, look sensitivity. Dead zone. Um, uh, acceleration on the sticks, the button layouts, not being able to remap them properly. There's like all sorts of things that you're like, oh, it does twin stick, oh, it will be great. And then you're like, oh shit, no, this isn't how I remember twin stick. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is a really good way of tying it into what we're talking about. Um, so many quality of life improvements since then. So it was a pioneer, but you know, I think you could get over the controls a little bit if it didn't have things like a terrible draw distance uh, and bullet sponge enemies. Because it... Cause, they made this fatal mistake uh, of playing the game so much because they it was in development for so long that they got so good at it, the developers, that they were like, oh, it's too easy. We'll have to up the difficulty. And then it was became one of the most difficult games ever made. Um, yeah. And so uh, that fucks it up as well. <laughs> Excuse no. my French. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going back to it totally hits on what you were saying about you've got to get the controls right and you've got to get the feel of the game right and you've got to pretend to your audience that that's exactly how the game felt back in the day yeah no definitely i mean i liken it to obviously the most important invention ever is the wheel um but imagine if someone made a car today and went yeah but to, to, to pay homage to the original wheel we're making we're making all the wheels out of stone um <laughs> yeah. you know and not perfectly round because obviously it was never perfectly round back then. It's you know it's gonna gonna be sort of like representational of a will, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. um, you know we wouldn't accept it. Um, so pioneering is good. Keeping that pioneering state isn't always good. That might come back later. Oh, excellent. Yeah, no. Just very quickly before we finish on that one. Um, yeah, the the perfect old wheel analogy is uh, World of Warcraft. Um, which I've never played, but I know that the, the, there was this huge clamour from the community to release the original game. They were all like, oh, it's been modded out of ex- everything, yeah. you know, out of existence. It's totally not the game that was originally released, blah, 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 blah. So they released the original. Well, with you know, a couple <laughs> of patches along, you know, not, you know nothing game-breaking. Where the first, I, I think it's like the first properly fixed and bug-patched, you know, version and then everyone, yeah, yeah 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 and then everyone was like no this isn't the game this isn't it no 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 it's not fit this is broken <laughs> it's like this is literally the code we gave you back in whatever the date yeah. was and it, yeah. yeah you accepted it back then because you knew no different and then we iterated on it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and um, everyone was like yeah this needs upgrades <laughs> Do you reckon this is why they felt so confident in the mess that was uh warcraft 3 remaster just went ah see they don't know what they want so we'll give them what they think they want and that back that that hit that bit the minute ass because sometimes if you've actually got a game out there that people have enjoyed you don't need to fucking try and fix it i know listening to your audience yeah listening to your audience can be 
one of the worst things that you can ever do because <laughs> your yeah. audience don't know what they want. <laughs> no, no, not all the time. No, they, they, they think they know what they want. They don't know what they want. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, I feel like we're going to talking about DMC now. Well, um, we won't. Let's not. We'll do that um, next week. Because, yeah, we'll talk about that because, again, if that was called something different, that would be a franchise now. But anyway, we will carry on. Um, so, moving on. I've been playing an amazing game um, that's out. It comes out in March fully, the end of March fully, and it's called Dredge. Okay. And this game is a a fishing game at its surface level. Um, it's also a, a, an RPG adventure mystery game with uh, a commerce management system to it with a degree of RPG elements and stuff like that. But basically, the, the core concept is you, you end up in this world and you get given a fishing boat, which you've got to pay off. Tom Nook style Um You get given this thing to do this thing, but hey, you've got to pay that off. However long it takes, you've got to pay it off. Um, and then you go fishing. And that's the base of the game. You go out into this world and fish. Um, now, this world isn't just any old world. It's an eldritch-inspired world. Um, so the fish aren't just like guppies and like carp and stuff like that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's eldritch-inspired fish. Um, and it goes places. Um, so what you, what you've kind of got is you go out, and what I like, this is so the overall thing, I don't want to say too much, because it, it goes places story, and this is a good story, not not like Wanted Dead, where it was gubbins, this is not even got guppies in it, eh, that'll work, um, this is like, it, Guppy it goes gubbins. places, <laughs> yeah, guppy gubbins, um, this goes places, it goes deep, and I'm not even that far into it yet, because I want to wait for the full release, because I've only got access to some of it so far, um, because of the way they've given press, anyway, whatever, um, and so you go out, and one of the mechanics is you, you do your fishing, you can upgrade your fishing lines and things and stuff like that to get bigger and better fish and go to different areas based on where you are and what sort of bait you need and all that kind of thing. Um, and then you have to have an inventory with you. And it's a Resident Evil-style inventory, so you've got yeah. slots in there and stuff, and you have to place, like, your your fishing line might be, like, four blocks long. So you have to fit that in. Your fish you catch might be five blocks, but in an L shape. And then you have yeah. to fit those in. You might get four blocks. So you got, got this the Tetris type thing going on. So you have to fit it in Tetris style to try and fit it all in. Um, and if you're good with that, you, you can move that about as you, as you see fit and, and stuff like that. So if you're good with that, you can really maximise your space. If you've not good with that or you've got certain equipment that's the wrong type of shape you might struggle to fit it all in and stuff like that so you've got to go and fish you fit it all into eventually then you bring it back but it's like you, your rod's got to be in there uh some of you it's not your bait but other bits that you need to carry have to be in there as well so it's not just a case of i'll fit all the fish in there um there's other things you might find that you need to also put in there so you have to really balance how many fish type things do you want to bring back? Um, what equipment do you want to take? And how much room is it all going to take up? And all, all those kinds of things. Um, you go back, you sell them, you upgrade, you pay off your boat, you move on to another part, kind of rinse and repeat, but it develops from there. 
Uh, and honestly, it is just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, not in a sort of like, oh, this is such a relaxing, carefree game, because it's not. It's Eldritch based. So <laughs> there's nothing sort of like pleasant and carefree about it. <laughs> yeah. But somehow it is as well. Um, it's that, I suppose it's almost like, do you know that visceral kind of, like sometimes you play... I don't know, Doom and shooting aliens in the face is so cathartic and it's like a welcome relief. Or you watch a horror film and it makes you feel good watching a horror film. Oh, absolutely. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing going on. So it is dark, it is dank, but it's also got so much colour and life to it. It's stressful, but it's relaxing. Um, and the further you go, like the more the story develops and it's got some really interesting story and the, there's something lurking beneath the depths as well and it hints towards that to start. And, oh, I just absolutely love this thing. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere for me and then I saw it and went, ooh, ooh, I like the sound of this. I thought it was roguelike in all fairness and that was that. that's all gone. It's not roguelike at all. Um, it's like straight through. Uh, but oh it's yeah it's so good and like it's got, like little things so you've got to be out there all the time is you don't just go out there and fish to the point where you fill things up and then you go back when you're done there's a, a timer so if you're caught out there at the wrong time the seas become treacherous but ah. to get the better things you need to go further out so it takes you longer to get out there longer to get back so you've got to take that into consideration as well. But if you upgrade right. your boat well enough, you move faster. Um, and you can get to uh, like areas you previously couldn't. You can fish things you previously couldn't. And, and it's just like there's so much balance in there, but not in a like overworked kind of way. It all works and makes sense. And um, the first time I got attacked by something, um, I genuinely jumped. Like, not scared. I don't, I've spoke about my thing with horror games. I don't get scared. But I genuinely judge. I was like, Jesus Christ, what was that? What's it doing? I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Um, so it's got that effect. And it does, it almost does the horror thing better than horror games do. Because horror games, I never go, like, it's trying, it's going to try and scare me. That's what you know. So I don't get scared by a horror game. It's like, yeah, there's going to be a jump scare at some point. This came totally out the blue. And I went, whoa, Jesus Christ, I need to get out of here. Um, I generally had some panic trying to go, I don't want to lose my stuff, don't want to lose my stuff, don't want to lose my stuff, let's get back quickly. Um, and it was, yeah, it's just, it's brilliant. Um, absolutely wonderful. And that's out at the end of March. And I implore anyone to go and get it. It is wonderful. Wow. That does sound like a cracker. I'll definitely put it on the wish list, I think. Mm. Don't know the price. Um, put it this way if you've got 50 quid burning a hole in your pocket, get this over Wanted Dead. Well, um, I think that's a good lesson for most people yeah. with every game. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like, if you've got um, money, don't buy Wanted Dead, buy something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've got 50 quid and this only costs a tenner, it's that good, buy five copies of Gift for. That's another good <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, it is so, 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 so good. Um, and again, I will, I will maintain this as always, where the AAA market's fading miserably, the indie devs are are coming out. I mean, this is Team 17. Are Team 17 still indie? Mm, I don't know. Trindy? Are we going to start saying Trindy? Trindy. Triple Windy? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, uh, 
I want to coin a phrase. Um, there's a game coming out. I can't remember what it's called. That is basically a Dead Cells homage. Um, so I want to start calling the phrase for games that have got that action adventure platforming semi rogue like with weapon choices as you go type thing going on. The cells like. Why not, eh? Yeah, it's a good one. We've got souls like, haven't we? So cells like. Nice. I so like if that it. Ever comes, that's mine. There's a pun. I'm having that. Yeah. Royalties and all. Yeah, cells like. Totally. Uh, but dredges are the cells like. It's it's wonderful. Buy five copies of it and gift them. That's how good it is. That's that's my you that could be our new review score. Buy this many copies and gift that many. That's the standard. Yeah. We just <laughs> Yeah. So just very, very quickly, I'll try and be as fast as possible on the subject <laughs> of game prices. Um yeah. just to touch on uh the wizard game again and that sort yeah. of ilk. Um, yeah. It's just a reminder, really, and I've said this like on the forum that you and I use, but uh, yeah, that's only got a smaller, it's got a bigger reach than ours, but it's still only got a small reach. But I was going to say, when you're arguing and discussing the uh, art versus artist thing, don't worry so much about that as worry about art versus commerce, which I've said on- online as well. So what I mean by that is if the content of a game is neutral, like it doesn't cause anybody harm, so there's nothing in that game that causes harm to people in and of itself, which I think is accepted, it's mm-hmm. that the person who receives money from it is the one that causes problems. Mm-hmm. Separate it. Buy it secondhand so that the money is going to an individual and not to the corporation. And the only the only time I would say boycott a game in terms of playing it is if there are aspects of the game that cause that are problematic, that are bigoted, that that can generate hate. If the game doesn't do that, play the game. Just don't remunerate the the creator. Split those two things off. Play indulge in the art but split it from the commerce and you have my permission to pirate the game to do that as well yeah if you absolutely must play it i i am slightly different on that i i would rather personally that no one was playing the game i will never however police that uh, i you know I, I still maintain if you play the game and you're not willing to give up the game then and i think someone else put it can I trust you to support my community when the time the shit really hits the fan? Um, doesn't mean I think any less of you for playing it. Um, I don't think any less of you for buying it because I've bought games and products that other people go, please don't, please don't, please don't. But it doesn't affect me as much. So again, it, there is levels to all of this but yeah you're right I, I, you know, if, if you're somebody who really really wants to play it but are but you do feel moral you feel you're being pulled in different directions because you've got good morals and stuff like that do you know what yeah pirate it buy it second hand whatever um i to absolutely play it now that being said there are better options out there there are better wizard games out there that are in that world um, yeah, and for anyone who's not sure about how problematic J.K. Rowling is and the series as a whole, the fact that the f- two of the three main cast members have completely distanced themselves from it speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ginger one keeps wanting to say he'll go back, so uh, I don't know where he is with that. But the oh. other two, Radcliffe and uh, uh, Emma Watson, have both said, "Yeah, no, we're done." 
yeah. uh, we don't align ourselves with her whatsoever. Um, yeah. So, but I can say ginger one because my daughter's ginger. <laughs> just in <laughs> case not. anyone wants to pick up on that. Yeah. The milkman's um, child. No, I don't want to joke. Yeah. Um, yes, no. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, I think that probably leads nicely into not a nice topic, but the, the one that we want to discuss next, isn't it? Yes. Content warning. If you're not in the mood for this, and I understand why people aren't, um, and you just wanted to stick at the games, it's why we went with the games first, so it's easy for you to get out rather than potentially jumping into this when you don't want to. I think it's important people listen to this and, and do, but I understand why people won't want to. We're going to talk Briada Gay. Um and everything that, that, that that's around that so i will say now if you don't want to this thank you for listening um it's always a pleasure and come back next week um those that are still around um and just to give a brief synopsis of what what's happened young teenage girl 16 year old Brianna gay from warrington um was murdered last weekend um, in a park, a body was discovered, um, which is tragic in and of itself. Um, and it turned out that she was a young trans girl. And there's two 15-year-olds, I believe they are, that have now been charged with her murder. Originally arrested on suspicion, now charged with her murder. Um, and it's tragic all round. And if that was it, that it was just a young 16-year-old girl that was murdered... That's tragic and it's horrible. You don't, you just don't want to see that. Um, but there's a lot gone around this. That uh, before I do, is there anything you want to add to that before I go on to the buts? No, no, no. Go ahead. No. Right. Okay. So the reporting around this seems off to me from the very start. Um, so first of all, it didn't come out that she was trans. And I was almost okay with that because it meant it wasn't, for me, that felt like, okay, that's not the main thing that people may be recognising her as a gay. Like, obviously, I didn't know. Like, so I, that, that wasn't my fault that, oh, people have recognised her a girl. But it was maybe a good thing because she was recognised as a girl, um, which is what she is. She's a girl. Um, but then it came out that she was trans and the reporting changed. Um, so the likes of the Daily Mail, the Sun, the Star, the Guardian even, the Times, all of them reported this, this beautiful 16-year-old girl has been murdered. Uh, you know, she had light hair, slim body, um, the sort that the media will jump on. Um, she wasn't a, a poor black girl who no one cared about. Um, in the media, you know, she was every bit the poster child of what the media like to report on when it comes to people being murdered. Yes, um, not her fault. Um, no one's fault. Um, apart from the media and the way they re- they report. Anyway, I then found out on the Monday morning. I think it was that she was trans, and I was like, oh no, poor. This is this is like so sad. Um, I really, I, my first thought was, I really hope this is just a random attack. Not like, okay, this is why I hate my words. I don't hope it was anything that got her murdered. I hope she was still alive um, and that nothing like this ever happened. But in, my hope was, it was, <clears throat> because she has been murdered, it was a random attack. Um, and that was it. 
Uh, but the report he came out, they murdered two, like the murder, they, they arrested two 15-year-olds. And there's no evidence of it being a hate crime. Now, I get they don't know it's a hate crime. But you don't often see reported that early from the police or from the media going, oh, there's, there's no evidence it's a hate crime for most other murders. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. If someone's gone in and started attacking people at a gay pride event, that's a hate crime. We know that's a hate crime because the circumstances around it suggest that's a hate crime. Uh, but most murders that happen, it's never reported it's not a hate crime. Um, because you can't know that. Any woman that's murdered, that could be an incel committing a hate crime. And it doesn't get yeah. reported as that. Mm. So what got me struck me early was the very first, the police coming out going, no evidence of a hate crime, none at all. And the media going, ah, oh, there's no, no, there's, it's not a hate crime. Police have stated it's not a hate crime. Well, no, the police haven't stated it's not a hate crime. The police have said <coughs> there's no evidence of it being a hate crime um, which is very very different to it not being a hate crime um, and yeah just the whole reporting seemed to lead with it's not a hate crime it's not a hate crime um, and then you've got the Daily Mail oh, for fuck's sake actually actively sending out investigative reporters to find out Brianna Gay's dead name <laughs> it's just like no don't do that just, yeah. just don't show us some respect. Um, and the reporting quickly changed on trans, trans teenager, trans girl, um, blah, 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 or, or everything, trying to point out that all of a sudden she's not this beautiful 16-year-old girl who's been murdered. Um, it's like really... Wait for, we won't mention trans at all to her. Okay, now we're going to have to really point that out. But it's not a hate crime. It's not a hate crime. Um, and the, the rallying around uh, from the community has been amazing. Um, the money donated to a funeral fund is just, it shows. If you ever want evidence that there's a divide between the media and the old white men and what the world is really like, check out her fundraiser. Um, someone set up a fundraiser to raise four and a half grand for a funeral to take the pressure off her parents and I believe it's well over £100,000 now has gone into that that's um, fantastic and what they do with that the parents whether it's a memorial whether they give it to mermaids or a local trans charity or, or hospital or anything is absolutely brilliant but it shows there is a massive divide between what's reported and what's actually going on in the world yeah. the likes of um, so right I'm kind of going off on two different chains here. So, first of all, the media. Bizarrely, the most reasoned reporting of it that I've understood, and I've not read it because I refuse to read it, but that have actually spoken to people who know her, it's the sub. I'm like, that can't be right. Weird. That, 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 yeah, right. But don't, don't quote me on that because I've not read anything in it. I will refuse to read anything to do with the sub for obvious reasons. Uh, but, Whenever I've seen reports on like the BBC or, or other news places or that's been leaked, it's like people in the area, so and so spoke like reported to the Sun. Now, I don't know if it's they've actually spoke to someone from the Sun or whether they've said something and the Sun have picked it up and do that thing they do with like football stories where there's a press conference and they do the, ah, oh, we found this out. And it's generally it was like a general conversation. I don't know. But 
They're the ones who picked up that she was being bullied at school for being trans, like systematic bullying for, for, throughout the, like for the last few years. Um, whereas others weren't picking up on that. Um, the others were still going, it's not a hate crime. Uh, uh, now, they've been charged and the police have had to come out and say, we've actually investigated that this could have been a hate crime. You don't say. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Um, I've seen some people try to go, oh, she talks pro about drugs and stuff like that. It might have been a drug deal or something like that gone wrong. It's like, Jesus Christ. They're already trying to sort of like, people already trying to find way to sort of like belittle her or, or make her look like a, like she's in the wrong. It, it reminds me of, and it seems to be nipped in the bud, which was good. But, you know, whenever you hear sort of like a black person's been killed or shot by the police or or they was um, stabbed to death or something like that, you always get the, well, they must have been doing something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, you know, why is the murder of this person who just so happens to be a white upper class person? That's terrible and tragic and everything like that. Young black kid gets murdered. Well, that's probably doing something. It's probably involved in some way. I, I can't put my finger on what that could be. Um, but they started to do that with Brianna Gay, and that luckily seems to have been nipped in the bud pretty damn quickly. But anyway, it's it's honestly, it's it's tragic, and it's, it's affected me in ways um, where I'm becoming a lot more... I've I, I decided on the back of this I'm going to be more open. Um, I'm scared. And that's why I've I, I've never had the discussion, the full discussion with myself of who am I? How do I want to present? Am I actually, do, am I a woman and am I in the wrong body? Because I, I'm too scared to do so for myself that God knows what had happened to me. Like on the worst side of it, like could I be another Brianna Gay? Um, obviously not, I don't mean like a 16 year old girl. Um, that's, those days are long gone. Um, but, you know, could that happen to me? I I don't like the way I look generally. Um, I, for want of a better word, and I don't want anyone to say otherwise, in my mind, I'm an ugly piece of shit um, who's not attractive at all. So I don't feel I could present well as a as a woman at all. Um, so, I, I you know, I couldn't do that. I couldn't deal with the the potential abuse, the discussions, or, oh, you look like a man in drag, or any of that. I can't put up with that. Um, it's why I have so much respect for Stephanie Sterling, uh, because they were not a traditionally pretty person shall we are we allowed to say that is that that would that make sense with with when they were gym i'd say um, you know about meeting particular beauty standards yeah yeah which yeah are not necessarily anything but bullshit anyway but yeah no yeah, beauty yeah. standards yeah and to put themselves out there i thought was so brave uh, they've taken a step i never could but I, I can't do that um and it is something i've wrestled with um i've never been able to live my true self um, and I'm now content with that fact that I will never live my true self. Um, but this is the what the, my legacy that I want to create is I'm going to be open about that. I'm non-binary. I do present as male, but that's through comfort and wanting to hide myself. Um, I, I have a beard. Um, I wear male clothes because that's a comfort thing. Um, and it means people don't question me. Um, I, that will never change with me. 
But what I want to leave is a world where, not necessarily my kids, because I don't want them to be something that I want them to be. I want to be what they want to be. Uh, but if they are both cis white versions of themselves, <laughs> that's who they are. I'm not trying to create a world where everyone has to be something. It's just whatever you want to be. But I want to create a world where a future generation can when they feel they know who they are, can be that version of themselves without fear of ridicule at the lesser level to what happened to Brianna Gay and being possibly murdered for being themselves. I don't want to. I don't want to see a world. I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not contributing to a world where that happens, where that the worst cases can happen. I want to create something or be part of history that creates a world where future generations can be who they want to be in the way they want to be the this world i want to create a world where people can be who they want to be um and the fact that this has happened around the time of that fucking game is just the silence is deafening as well yeah. from the the likes who are speaking up so loudly about a trans woman going into prison. Uh, so, so loud about that. The silence is deafening. Yes. And yeah. I, I just don't know. I've not got a point as such. It's just, I just, I, I don't know. It's true. It's just, it's disgusting. It is. It's really, it's really hurtful. And, you know, we, we've always classed ourselves as allies. We're not jumping on the wizard game or Rowling particularly, we've always talked about our trans allyship and I agree with everything that you said, you know. Um, I, I, The only thing I wanna add is about the son, is that I'm not that surprised that the son have done that because they've always been very maudlin about children. Like the Daily Mail hasn't, like the, the Daily Mail will go after anybody who's not on the right. But the son know that their audience are very, you know, sentimental about kids. Um, yeah. And so it's a, st a stock clock being right once a day or twice a day kind of situation yeah. with them, I think. I think they just, because it's a child, they've always been very sentimental about children. So, yeah, I think that's why they, they look less worse than they probably normally would in this situation. Yeah, um, don't buy or read the sun still. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, I think that the amount of money that's been raised is fabulous. I think that's because, again, people understand the pain of losing a child. And even if they don't understand it, they can empathise with it properly. And I think that it's completely overblown in the media how anti-trans people are. You know, I think the vast proportion of people are don't care or they are positive towards trans people. And the rest are just like live and let live. And then there's like... 15%, 20% of people who are transphobic, who are actively transphobic, but because they're yeah. the loudest and because they've got supporters in the media who really want to, really need their other, you know, the other, there always has to be an other that you can point at being the problem. Um, they get the they get the loudest voice. They get the the most airtime, and it's misrepresentative of of the the general populace. And I agree with you that people are generally very kind very caring and no matter how you present or how you feel yourself they generally don't really care and they just care about you as a person so although this is a horrible situation i think there is more hope in it um than is necessarily on presented on the surface yeah um 
I'm not. I'm not going to drag on. Just it, it, hopefully this. I mean, it's not going to have a happy ending, but um, hopefully this gets a, some clarity to it. This this whole thing, and at the end of the day, just another child has lost their life, and that's that's sad. And I still hope, 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 hope that the reason they lost their lives wasn't just because of who they decided to be. Uh, I'm going to shut up now. Yeah, but all good points, and I agree. And it's it's it is an absolute tragedy. And I I, I would yeah obviously like to take a moment to remember all the children who are attacked or hurt or killed in a similar situation or in a different situation just because of who they are, but are not reported on because, like you mentioned, that they're not white, that they are non-white, and I think it happens an awful lot. Uh, I think it is completely underreported, and it, that shouldn't be. Everybody should be given the same level of, uh, of of respect and notification on that, so that the people involved can be helped by us as a society. Um, not really much to add to that, other than it's a very difficult topic. So hopefully, it's not impacted you too much listening today. Please tune into our Discord if you'd like to discuss this or any other topics. And in the meantime, until next week, stay safe and stay sane. <laughs>